Thanks for tuning in to the For Love of the Game podcast, where we uncover the most cherished stories of America's favorite pastime. Woven into the DNA of our country are tales from our backyards and sandlots, summer leagues to the big leagues. Every fan has a personal connection, a memory, resonating in each of us. It takes us on a journey to a time long forgotten, or a moment in our youth. That first time we heard the crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd, the smell of the fresh cut grass. And these cherished recollections sit there in the back of our minds beckoning us back to the game that we know and love, our reason to come back home, our reason for our love of the game. Joining us today, the man who introduced me to baseball and taught me how to play the game, Mr. Tom Tunison, or as my brothers and I like to call him, Dad. Pops, welcome to the show. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. So uh, we're sitting here. It's Super Bowl Sunday, but we only have one thing on our mind, and that is baseball. Only nine days until pitchers and catchers report to Florida. We got about 50 degrees and, and sunshine here. Uh, what's it up there in uh, New York? Well, it's about like we talked the other day. Same thing. You had 50 and we had uh, a mix, <laughs> mostly snow. It's not good, but it is good that it's only about nine days to pitches and catches. That is awesome. Yeah. And, th- and means... thanks for the introduction, too, by the way. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. We're just talking baseball here. The, okay. the thing that we do best. That's right. So, um, yeah, so you grew up in Belmore, New York, on Long Island, just a short train ride away from Yankee Stadium. So obviously, you know, being that close to Yankee Stadium, you became a Yankee fan. Uh, now, was that just because, you know, like you said, your brothers, your friends were Yankee fans? Or- yeah, my uh, well, my dad grew up in New York City, so he was uh, he was with the Yankees. You know, he grew up in the twenties back in New York City, twenties and thirties, and um, from what I remember him telling me, he played some stickball in the city. And my brothers were big Yankee fans. It was uh, when I was coming into the game, to the knowledge of the game of watching the game, it was the end of Mickey Mantle's career. So my brothers were big Mantle fans. And, um, and yeah, and it, was the, it was the aura and the history of the Yankees because they weren't very good at, at that time. But it was the history and the stadium and the Phil Rizzuto announcing the games. It was so intriguing. I loved the... Uh, the history and the possibilities of, of the Yankees winning again was very intriguing. Year after year, they're, uh, they're never out of, the, out of the picture. So that's, that's definitely, definitely fun to be a, a Yankee fan. So can you recall your, your first ever game at Yankee Stadium? My first ever game at Yankee Stadium um, was when they rebuilt it. Uh, the Yankees had to play at Shea Stadium in 74 and 75. My first ever game at Yankee Stadium, 1976, the year they rebuilt it. I believe it was July. Uh, it was an afternoon game against uh, Oakland A's during the week. My mom and dad took me. And it was just the three of us. And I can still see the sun shining through there in uh, right field foul territory. And uh, it was spectacular. It was just amazing. Um Boy, what I wouldn't give to be there right now with the two of them. It was just awesome. Yanks lost, I think, 6-5 or 7-6. Uh, Oscar Gamble hit two out for the Yankees. Nettles hit a, uh, hit a homer. And I think Munson, Thurman Munson, my man, had a couple of hits, I think, that day too. Yeah, so it was 
it was amazing. Gorgeous day. A lot of fun. Yeah, no. And uh, so many special memories made in our family at the, uh, I guess to me, it's the old Yankee stadium, but to you, it's the, the renovated, I guess the, the second completed stadium there and uh, not to knock the, the new one in, in any sense. It's, you know, what they did to it is it, it just gorgeous, but there's definitely a, a certain feeling that, that, that you just don't get in the new one that you did in that stadium. Yeah, that's um, true. But I don't know if it's the, it just felt more closed in. I remember when we went to the, I think it was the 2007 ALDS Yankees Indians and we were there and it was the game. I believe it was Roger. It ended up being Roger Clemens last, yes. last appearance. Yes, I think ever. in Jabba Chamberlain's or was it Phil, Phil Hughes. I think it was, it ended up being his first win, but the, the Yanks were behind at this point in the game. And then Johnny Damon comes up and smacks a home run. And I've never heard a place that loud before. Yeah. And it, it was, it was a pretty, pretty special moment. And that, literally the stadium was rocking and uh you know that i i can't even remember any other games where where it was that loud now so you were talking about that was your first yankee game now was that your first ever professional baseball game you went to well that was my first game at yankee stadium for the yankees i saw the yankees in 75 when they played at shea that was the first time I ever saw the Yankees was 75. My oldest sister, Deb, and her husband, Hef, took me to a Yankees Red Sox. So my first ever Yankee game was at Shea, um, remarkably. I never got to go to the original stadium uh, that Babe Ruth played in and Gehrig played in. I went to when it was remodeled. So I don't mean to confuse everybody, but 75 was my first ever Yankee game. Yankees beat the Red Sox. It was awesome. Thurman, I think, reached base all five times. Wow. Uh, it was a real bond burner. It was like nine, eight Yankees, I think, victory or, or eight, seven, something like that. But my first ever big league game was Shea Stadium. I was seven years old, 1970, uh, Munson's rookie year. But I was at Shea Stadium for the Mets. Uh, my cousin, my older cousin, um, uh, Billy Burke and my dad uh, took me to the Met games. The three of us went 1970. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. That's pretty cool. And I was actually on TV. We had box seats and the, the, the TV camera guy zoomed right in, in on me. And your grandmother, my mom, screamed on our, in our home in Long <laughs> Island when she saw me on the TV. She screamed so loud the neighbor heard her came running from across the street and thought something was wrong because it's the middle of summer and the windows are open. So he came running over and thought something was wrong with her. And <laughs> he's on television. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That that's a pretty cool story. <laughs> so growing up, I know you, you, you've mentioned since being on here a few times, Thurman Munson. Um, and obviously he was, your guy through and through and, and a lot of other people's guys. Well, what uh, made you gravitate towards him when you were watching him? He was so um, confident. He was a very confident the way he carried himself and took the field. It was like a veteran. And, uh, and he played that way his first year. He was rookie of the year. 
Uh, he was right in the mix. He was catcher. So he's right there in your face every day, you know, and he rarely missed a game. Game in, game out. Um, Thurman was there calling the pitches, throwing out runners. Uh, he had an amazing quick release for catcher. Great arm. Um, terrific hitter. Terrific line drive hitter. Um, so it was Thurman, Roy White, and Bobby Mercer. They were the three guys, really, um, early on there in the, in the early 70s. And then uh, Thurman became the guy. Bobby Mercer eventually got traded away. Roy White was still with the team. But Thurman had a bigger impact being behind the plate. And he moved into the key position in the batting order, third and fourth in the batting order in the mid-70s, and just became a superstar in the game. He was just outstanding in every aspect of the game. He was just, uh, he was just amazing. And that name, Thurman Munson, I always loved the history of baseball. I love the old names, Babe Ruth, Whitey Ford, um, Christy Mathewson of the Giants, Walter Johnson, Ty Cobb, uh, Tris Speaker. Those names spoke to me as a little kid. And Thurman Munson seemed like an old-time name. And yet we had him, you know, at the present time. And it, it just he just I just took to him. You know, we all did. We all did. Yeah. And he, he definitely fits that mold of just the classic – classic baseball player when you're looking back throughout the years he, he certainly fits right in and you know you've shed some light on really his statistics you know through your research the past i don't know 10 or so years through your little past passion project we'll call it yeah. um can you can you tell the folks um a little bit about um, Thurman's army and everything that, um, you guys have done up to this point. Well, I, um, I, when baseball reference became available to me on the internet, um, I always knew and thought Thurman belonged in the hall of fame. And I started hitting the numbers really hard and I was so happy they were available to me. And the, the, the deeper that I dug into the numbers, the, the more outstanding he became. I mean, I, I researched catchers back to when the World Series first started in 1903, and his numbers were just amazing. Every kind of search or research project that I did on him, he shined. It was just, it was just amazing. So I said, well, this guy really was as good as I thought he was. There's no doubt. He does belong in the Hall of Fame like I always thought. It, it really bugged me. A, a friend of mine now saw my work on the Internet, Chris Hahn, he got a hold of me. Um, we didn't even know each other. He loved Thurman, too. We did an a article together. Um, Larry Snap, a lawyer from New York City, saw our, our article, our article, and he, um, he started a petition on, on the Internet, uh, signed the petition for Thurman Months for the Hall of Fame. He used our statistical data um, as a rallying point for Thurman. And then Adrian Statfeld, who helps run the Thurman Monson fan club page, and uh, Rennie LaRue, who is the owner and director of the New York State Baseball Hall of Fame, and Gary Kashak, a writer from um, New Jersey, originally from Binghamton, New York, where Thurman started his career, his professional career. We all got together, and they joined, the, they joined our team, and... Uh, we did an amazing amount of research. We did a great job highlighting um, the outstanding and incredible career of Thurman. 
the spotlight is is on him now like never before. Brian Kenny of MLB Network did a great job. Uh, we were so happy in August of 2018 on the MLB Network, uh, Cooperstown Justice for Thurman. So we're so happy and excited to see that. And and that's, you know, we've been to the Munson dinner with Diana and the family. Diana's an amazing woman. When I look at Diana, I feel like I'm looking at, um, you know, Mrs. Babe Ruth and Mrs. Lou Gehrig. When I was a kid, I'd see them in the stands, you know, on the telecasts. And when I'd be watching, that has that same effect on me. She's an incredible woman. She carries herself and, and Thurman's legacy, um, forward here 40 years the Thurman Munson Awards dinner has been it'll be 40 years this week that she's held the dinner and and uh, she's incredible the work she does with AHRC and Thurman's name she's raised millions and millions of dollars and uh, it's just incredible she's you know in an imperfect world that we live in to me her relationship with the fans is perfect so you have that perfect bond between this amazing woman and her family is so wonderful with Thurman's fans and now fan family. Um, that's as perfect as, as I think you'll ever get to something. She just handles herself and the, the Thurman a legacy. So incredibly beautiful. It's, it's just great. It's just great. Yeah. yeah. And um, where can folks go to find out, um, you know, and look at some of the research you've compiled and uh, in speaking about AHRC, where can they go to support that cause as well? Well, uh, www.munsonhof.com and uh, you can find tons of uh, information and statistics on there. You can go to the Therma Munson fan club page on Facebook and join um, the club. You have to ask, just answer just a few questions. There's a lot of my statistics on there. If you get on the fan club page and then you type in my name for a search on Thurman's fan club page, a lot of the statistics that I've laid out are on there as well, maybe in a little different way than they are on the uh, Munson HOF website. AHRC is, um, is easy to find. Just Google it and you can support the cause. You can send money to AHRC to, uh, to help the people in need there. And, um, or you can go to the dinner, which is an incredible event this year. Lou Pinnell is going to be getting an award. Um, hopefully we'll be going and, and we, we'd love to meet Lou. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really a, a great, great thing. Um, yeah. a lot of these athletes are, are terrific. We don't hear enough about the good things that they do. Yeah, no, certainly, certainly not. And, um, so let's let's take it back a little bit to your playing days. You know, when you were growing up, what was your favorite position to play? I love to pitch. I love shortstop, exciting, fun, you know, being out there, anticipating what's going to happen, you know, kind of the captain of the infield. Um, but pitching is definitely my favorite spot to be in. I love the cat and mouse of the batter versus the hitter, um, not knowing what pitch is going to be thrown by the, by the batter and uh, being the pitcher trying to figure out how you can trick them. You know, um, that's where baseball starts right there. The ball's in the pitcher's hand and it doesn't start till that sign is given by the catcher and that pitch is thrown. So no, I love pitching, man. I love putting a hitter away and uh, I love trying to get him out after he got a hit off me the first time. I love that 
next time through the lineup. Okay, here we go. Let's do it again. Like round two, you know, you get that like little, little bouts with each batter throughout the whole game. I love that. And I miss it. I miss it dearly. That was, that was my spot to be in pitching. Yeah. And, and you've definitely passed the, those traits, I guess you could say onto your, your three sons here. We were all pitchers at, at one point or, or another and all played the game throughout high school. And, and Dan and I luck fortunate enough to, to play in college as well. But I think a, another thing you passed on to us is, or at least myself is um, love for collecting baseball cards. When did that start for you? Yeah. When I was, uh, I was little cards are great. They're a lot of fun. Um, when I was probably six years old or so, I remember the first cards I had, 1969. Um, I came down with a hip disease. I had a hip disease called Perthes hips, and um, I couldn't walk for three years. So baseball cards were a big part of my world. Uh, my, my folks would get them for me, and my siblings would get them for me, and I collected them uh, mostly in 1970 and 71, which just happened to be Thurman's rookie year and second year cards. Um, the black bordered set of the 71s are very tough to find in good condition. Um, I love the cards because it brought the players right into my hands. You know, I'd watch them on TV. Uh, we'd read about them in the paper, look at the box scores, and my siblings would talk to me about them. And it was fun. You know, you, you learn from baseball cards. I learned how to do fractions. I learned, I learned math on the cards. I learned how to read from the cards. So uh, baseball cards are great. It's a great, fun hobby. And uh, yeah, that's when it started for me. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. That I wish and, I had uh, a Mickey Mantle rookie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna ask you if there was one baseball card you wish you wish you could have, what would it be? But <laughs> it's got to be the mantle. I think hands down, it's got to be the mantle. There might be a couple now that are more valuable, but I doubt it. Yeah, you know the yeah. The, the real nice ones are going for about two million. So good luck. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty incredible um i think i don't know why um this one just kind of sticks in my head but i would love to have the hank aaron rookie that that's that's shown on the uh the movie the sandlot that one just it's just got a classic look to it i would love to uh add that to collection i think that's up there and in, in close to the <laughs> similar value um but maybe not as much as the mantle, but it's, it's still up there. Yeah. It's, and it's climbing. Yeah. It's getting yeah. up there. Yeah. And you mentioned that it's tough to find even the, the, the 70 set or the 71 set in good condition. Well, that's cause you guys used to flip those cards, right? That's right. We used to flip them in many different ways. And, uh, and we'd also put them in our bicycle uh, spokes. We would, uh, we would put them on the spokes and you go driving down the street on your bike and riding down the street on your bike and you'd hear them just going, you know, it was, it was a really great sound. And, you know, you, you'd hear somebody coming and be like, Hey, I wonder if that's my buddy coming around the corner. You know, you'd hear the cards in the bicycle, just flapping like really quick. Huh. Oh, it was, it was great. Yeah, so a lot of those cards got ruined and that's why they're so valuable because a lot of them were turned into trash. Yep. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them didn't make it. A lot of them got thrown out by mothers or grandmothers. Yep, G given <laughs> away like mine were. Yep, yep. Oh no. Yep, yep. Gave away to my little cousin there, and uh, hey, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But I wish I had at least one of those back, so I knew exactly. Hey, this was this was in my hand when I was a kid. That would have been cool, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. Definitely. So, and I know I alluded to this uh, a little bit before, but you know, you, you had three sons and they all played ball. And at one point we were all playing baseball at the same time. What was that like for you and mom? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, Boy, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. It was busy. It was exciting. Um, You guys all excelled on the field. You know, most of the time we went to the ballpark to watch you guys play. You were doing something good, man. You were, you were all fun to watch. It was a thrill for us. And I always thought when, you know, your oldest brother, Tommy first started, I thought, I'm just going to watch. This is great. I had my playing days and, uh, you know, I'll just watch. And your mom said, Oh, you can't watch. You have to coach. I said, I said, what? I said, I just want to watch. He said, no, you have to coach. Well, I ended up coaching for, I think, probably about 25 years. So, yeah, yeah. Went from just, you got to coach to, well, I guess I did, didn't I? So, but yeah, it was, it was, you guys are terrific to watch play. It was so much fun. I have so many great memories of watching you guys. And on the mound, like you said, you all pitched. Um, you all had your moments where you, you know, you were untouchable out there on the mound and so exciting to watch. There's so many memories. It's hard to pick just one of those, but, um, I could pick so many for each years all went on to excel in high school and all most valuable players of your high school team, Haverling high school, just, uh, just a thrill. So many thrills. Yeah, it was, it was great, man. And then on into college with, with, uh, Danny and then you, it's uh, just really something. No, it's uh, baseball. It's uh, it's it's funny. It's a love hate relationship, and uh, you definitely can't stay away from it too long. That that bug will start getting you, and that spring fever fever will hit. You put that mitt on, man, and you're right back on the field. You're right back on the diamond, yeah. and uh, it, there's nothing like it. No, um, there isn't. And and hey, by the way, I wasn't like you said. You know how was that for you? And I think you said you and mom will. Mom would be out there pitching with to you guys. I'd come home from work and pull into the driveway, and she'd be out there pitching, and you guys would be whacking that ball. So she was uh, instrumental too, you know, no doubt about it. And uh, she even, I think, coached you, Jim, didn't she? She was my <laughs> my first ever base coach. Her and Aunt Missy were our our t-ball coach. That's right. For the, I don't know if we were the Big Macs or or McNuggets or what, but uh, we had a pretty good team. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you sure did. And they, they sure knew what they were doing. They both yes. played softball when they were younger. They knew what they were doing out there. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just looking back on all the memories, um, there's certainly, you know, a lot of them. And you compile so many of them, especially being in the game for, oh, gosh, 40-plus years. Um, is there any, any one game that sticks in your mind, either playing or attending or even watching, um, on TV? I know I was actually just watching a few clips from the Ryan Sandberg, uh, game where he hit, it was the, uh, the NBC's, uh, national game of the week and it was Cubs Cardinals and Sandberg hit the tying home run in the ninth and then card scored two more to, to go back up and then hit another tying home run in the 10th. Um, That's incredible. And it was just, you know, so it's games like that, that I know a lot of people remember. Is there anything that sticks in your memory? Well, um, 
you know I have quite the memory for the game. A lot of people, a lot of people that play the game for a long time are so, you know, so vested in it and love with it. Have that they remember so many moments. Um, there's so many good ones. I'm going to give you two from when I played. I played semi-pro ball for oh seven years, parts of seven or eight years. Um, my last game was when I was 33 years old. But I'm going to give you personally 1988. I want to say both of these happened. Um, I was chosen for the All-Star team in the Stan Musial Semi-Pro League, which was an honor. It was really an honor that that they, my team. I I was really happy and surprised. And um, this this league was former minor league players, professional players uh, from the minor leagues, and college players. Now I didn't get to play college ball, so I played against a lot of good players that year. So to be chosen was an honor, um, and it was quite a high scoring affair. I want to say it was about fourteen to twelve. The home run fence in left field was like 270. Oh, it, wow. It was, yeah, it was wide and, and farther and center and right, but there was a short fence for some reason in left field. And uh, I came in, I think the bases were loaded, and it was like 14 to 12, and I got the save. I got the last uh, batter of the game. I got the last two, I think, and got the save. And really a, a moment I'll never forget personally for me. But for my the best ever was that later that same year, I pitched the championship game for the Nassau County Championship for our Belmore Angels with my good buddies, Craig Stapleton, Tommy Finks, Danny Cow, and the Albanese brothers and others. Um, I pitched that championship game and we won and went on to the next to the next round um, for the battle to get to Battle Creek, Michigan for the uh, semi-pro World Series. Needless to say, we made it uh, oh to about five or six games in, and we finally got knocked out. We never made it to Battle Creek, um, but we did pretty good. We did pretty good trying to get there, and then, so that that those are two great memories that I have. That's pretty cool. All right, so we're going to do some rapid fire questions here. Um, hope you're ready. I'm now, ready. I'll give it a shot. All right. <laughs> What is your favorite baseball book? I'm going to go with Thurman's book by Marty Appel right before Thurman died, sadly, in 1979. I'm so glad he did that book. Um, it, it's a great book, and I'm so happy we have it. Yeah. Favorite baseball movie? Favorite baseball movie is Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner, Dwyer Brown, Burt Lancaster, James Earl Jones and Ray Liotta. No question about it. It's an amazing movie. Yeah. And um, for those of you who don't know, they're actually playing a game, not on the actual field, but, but close by. And Oh man, what I would give to, to be in attendance at that one. That's gotta be pretty special. We see it. We should see if we can uh, work our way over there to Iowa. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. All right. And then last rapid fire question, your favorite ballpark, Besides, besides Yankee Stadium. Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. I'll tell you what. Um, I've been to quite a few. I've been to about a dozen to 15 different ones. Um, I really like what they did with City Field. I went in 2010. I'd really like to go back. I haven't had the opportunity to go back. I think they did a great job with that. Um and I really liked um, 
Pittsburgh Stadium, PNC Park. That was that was pretty cool. But you know, any ballpark's a great ballpark, really. Most True. ballparks. True. All right, winding down the last couple questions here. Um, th- this is always a, a fun uh, conversation starter um, when, when I'm talking baseball with anyone. If if you could go back in time and watch any one player play, not any old timer, who would it be? I'd like to go back and watch Christy Mathewson pitch. A uh, great pitcher from way, way back, early 1900s with um, – with the New York Giants, Christie was a great pitcher, and it was a time where baseball was known as a rough sport with rough kind of guys playing it, and he was kind of a gentleman in a rough man's game, uh, college graduate from Bucknell University in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, that name always intrigued me, and uh, I would love to see just, you know, just how he dealt with the batters would be, would be really exciting. I know Walter Johnson at the same time frame, uh, he threw gas, you know, he threw an amazing fastball. Christie, I get the feeling that Christy Matheson was kind of like Greg Maddox. Like I would love to see him pitch. That would, yeah, be, he, that would be awesome. It's one of those, one of those names that just kind of lives in, in, you know, baseball lure and in the history of the past that, uh, that really these, these legends who kind of laid the foundation um, for the, for the game that, that we, uh, watch today. Yeah, um, no doubt. No doubt. And, uh, Satchel Page, great Satchel Page. I would love to see him pitch too. I know you said just one, but <laughs> I got, I'm going to throw a, a nod to Satchel. Well, he, I was actually just reading a story about him and he would tell people what he was throwing and <laughs> he'd, he'd still blow it by him. He'd still strike him out. And yeah, <laughs> he he would pitch three innings for one team, go drive two hours and find another team and, and pitch another three innings and just do that days on end. So I think that's pretty wild when you think about all these arm injuries you hear about today and all these clubs that are protecting their pitchers and, you know, not letting them throw more than 150 innings or, or something like that. I think uh, that's just a, a lost mentality now Uh, just there's very far and few I guess bulldogs out there anymore yeah to be blessed with that talent and the health to be able to do that is amazing but but it's true I mean there's there's more to it than meets the eye I think with these people not being able to throw as much as the guys used to because even in the 70s and early 80s these guys were still throwing tons of innings and uh you know, I don't know. It's just, it's different. Something's, something's not right about it, in my opinion. Yep. yep. Now, all right, we have uh, come to the conclusion of our interview. We'll uh, end it with one last extra innings question. Let's call it that. So the baseball genie has granted you with one wish. You get to have one baseball superpower. What would it be? I would like to throw 100 miles an hour. <laughs> wouldn't we all <laughs> yes we would i mean you know i i felt like i handled myself pretty good on the mound with what i was blessed with um i had to use a lot of moxie they say a lot of savvy i wasn't a very big guy 510 one, 170 you know when i played i was probably more like 160 um but to be able to throw 100 and then throw my slider and my change up and hey i even threw a knuckleball to get by you know uh 
a hundred would have really come in handy. <laughs> Good Lord. Could you imagine a hundred mile on fastball mixed in with a knuckleball? <laughs> Hitters would be hopeless. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wish I had a hundred. I mean, obviously to hit a 500 foot home run would be nice, but I think that hundred mile an hour fastball uh, would take precedent. hundred mile an hour, please. Jeannie, yeah. give me that, you know? <laughs> yeah. You'd, uh, you'd be sitting pretty. <laughs> yep. To say the, and to like, say the least. like you've said, Jim, a lot of a lot of people now throw that hard. It's amazing. A lot of the players it, throw that hard now. You know, it's it's crazy with all all the the science that's been infused with the game. They're studying, you know, everywhere from like with the hitters, the launch angles on the bat and swing paths, and with the pitchers, the hip rotation, arm angles, um, and now. Uh, I think spin rate on the baseball with your fastball, it's, it's, it's really getting down to the, the nitty gritty and, and, and making it more about human performance as much as about, you know, just uh, normal athletic performance too. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is. I mean, I understand, you know, trying to get the best you can out of everything and, but it's funny, they can throw harder, but they can't throw as much, right? Yep. <laughs> they yep. can't throw as much, but they can throw harder. Very yeah. true. Well, uh, Dad, I, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show again. Thanks for uh, letting me take a trip down memory lane with you there. I really enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have you back on uh, another episode. Yeah, Jim, thanks so much. It, it's it's so great to see your passion for the game, and uh, and to do something like this is, is just outstanding. It's so great. I can't wait to, uh, to listen to some of the people that you talk with and uh, – enjoy their memories and their experiences through you. So great job on this. And uh, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. It was great. That wraps up today's conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please give our podcast a like and share it with your friends. And if you have a baseball related story to tell that you would like to have featured on the show, Drop us a line in the comments, or you can send a direct message to our Facebook page. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, I'm Jim Tunison, and this is For Love of the Game.